I'm Catherine and for over 20 years now I've been living and working in France. During that time I've been employed, self-employed, unemployed and a stay-at-home mum. I've put three kids through the French education system from start to finish, from preschool to uni, bought and sold numerous properties and filled in more forms than I ever thought possible. I've experienced just about everything that life, and especially life in France, can throw at you, and I've survived it all. In 2009, I co-founded Survive France, which is now the go-to online resource for English speakers in France. And now I'm here to share my years of experience, all of my tips and tricks and insider know-how with you. France Made Simple is sponsored by Fab French Insurance, who will make your life as simple as Frenchly possible. Welcome back. Today, we're talking about cars, driving and insurance in France, of course, because I know that when I first came to France, however many years ago, and it was a very long time ago, and set off to get car insurance, I found the subject absolutely mind-numbingly difficult to get my head round what was covered, what wouldn't be covered. Mind you, at that stage, I didn't even know what a franchise was. It took me a while to realise that that is, in fact, an excess. Same with coverage for windscreens and don't even get me started on car breakdown. But luckily for you, we have today with us resident car insurance expert, Nanny from Fab French Insurance, who's going to chat us through about the various different options available in France and some of the typical problems that her customers face. So, hi Nanny, hi. thanks for joining us. Thank you. Not at all. Um, great to have you here. So, you deal with lots of people, both mainly British and Americans, who are coming to France and need vehicle insurance. What's, what do you think is the most difficult thing for them to understand? Well, I think it's exactly like you, uh, you said, it's getting your head wrapped around all the legal um, aspects of car insurance and um, what the requirements are and what the different uh, wordings are for the, uh, for, for the different, different types of coverage. Um, it's basically since France is a very, uh, it's a country, beautiful country, but loves paperwork. <laughs> I think it's uh, the car insurance part. It's, it's a lot, uh, it's made out to be a lot harder than it actually is. So um, I think that's probably what scares most of the expats. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. And I think also in terms of the levels of cover, I mean, I don't know how they work in the States. But I know that in France they are they are slightly different to you know what the British market are used to, um, so I guess if you could just give the listeners some idea of what are what are their options. Well, there's three basic levels of coverage. Um, there's the third party coverage, which in the case of an accident will only cover the other party's car, which is really the the cheapest the basic uh, insurance that you can have. Um, there's the basic uh, third-party theft and fire, which was the same thing, but plus this, the theft and fire. And then there's the comprehensive, which is the full coverage. Um, everything is covered, um, breakdown, everything is included into this. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. Now, breakdown coverage. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, again, that was something that I didn't realise when we first came here. I was told, merrily told, that breakdown coverage was included. Um, well, first of all, back in those days, A, there were no mobile phones or very few mobile phones, and there certainly wasn't much mobile phone coverage. So if you broke down, you were fairly stuffed anyway. Um, but coming from a country where we're used to paying for breakdown cover as an extra and an add-on and generally get pretty good service... I know that breakdown cover can be an issue for many people in France because the service is just not that great. Yes, that's one of the questions that I have the most from um, the expats. It's uh, basically, is breakdown coverage included? Mm. And yes, breakdown coverage is included in all the policies, all the quotes that we do every day. Um, we include breakdown coverage at zero kilometers, so it's easy for them. After that, the client has the, the, the right to, to add a vehicle, a replacement vehicle or not, that's just an option, but breakdown in, in coverage is included at all times. Yeah, I think that's good actually as well, that including it at zero kilometres because otherwise policies vary so much, don't they, and you can get six kilometres away from home, or I mean, which is just ridiculous. I mean, what are you meant to do? Yes, I once broke down, um, I had breakdown coverage at 25 kilometers because it was cheaper at the time. Mm. And um, I broke down um, at 27 kilometers from, uh, from home, so <laughs> it wasn't taken into an account. So I can uh, definitely say that I, I, uh, I, I, uh, I would rather get zero kilometers. It's much better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're more at ease. Yeah, and I also think the other thing is that people... Again, I don't know how it works in the in the States, but certainly in the UK, you can pretty much, if they can't fix your car at the side of the road, you can pretty much decide where you would like to be towed to, I guess, because the UK is a much smaller country. Whereas in France, they will just take you to your nearest garage, and that's not necessarily where you want to go if the nearest garage is still miles from your home. Yes, one of the things to keep in mind is that when you call the assistance in the case of a breakdown or an accident, if you call the assistance and um, require that the car be towed to a partner, um, they have a list of partner garage in every um, postal code country near where you are, and they'll take the car to, um, to a partner for the insurance company. And so this would make you only pay the excess in the case uh, that uh, that something needs to be repaired. So that's a good thing to keep in mind also. Yeah. They can require that. Yeah, I do, I do think, um, that coming from a different kind of background, I do think that breakdown cover is probably one of those things where there's a lot of divergence. And it's not until you break down that you discover just quite how much divergence there is exactly. in terms of what you're covered for. So I think that's something that people definitely need to be aware of and I also know that another thing that we get a lot of questions about is can you add named drivers onto your policy because in the UK you can't your car is insured for you to drive mm -hmm. or you and your husband or you and your child or you but it has to be those named people is that the same in France in France, technically, anyone with a driver's license can drive your car. Um, the car will be insured. Right. The only thing to keep in mind is that in the case of an accident or um, being stopped, it would be your excess would be a little higher and the, your bonus that would be affected. 
and basically you can, uh, depending on the insurance company, there are insurance company where it's only the spouse that is the named driver um, and other insurance companies where you can add an option and anyone um, that's had a license over three years can drive your car as a named driver without being actually named on the policy. But that is an option. So, All right, that's good to know. And if I, if I don't have, if I didn't have a French driving license, for example, um could i still get can i still get for, uh, insurance in france with absolutely absolutely um i know for the uk um there is a tolerance since uh, after brexit where um if you have an, a license issued before 2021 um no need to exchange it with the french one um if it's at, after 2021 um they do require that you um exchange your license um but you have one year to do so but this does not um change anything for getting insurance it's we we handle this every day so this is definitely something normal and for the US but it depends on the states because each state has a an exchange program so either you are able to exchange the permit or you have to do everything all over again like I did. <laughs> oh really? You had yeah. to, oh my goodness yeah. me. So, so yeah. you had to pass your code? Dri driving since, a, since I was 16, um, coming to France and having to start all over, uh, it was very hard because you, you have your, your usual ways of using the car and things like that. I had to start all over because Georgia was not one of the licenses uh, oh, that, that were exchanged. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. And did you pass your test first time? Yes, I did. Oh, well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was before there were. There's a lot more technical questions now on the on the on the driver's license exam, which were about the motor and things like that. But when I passed it in uh, 2000, uh, 2003, um, yeah, it was a little, it was easier questions. So. Yeah, no, I know my kids are in the middle of trying to do their code at the moment and it's, it's mind-numbingly complicated if you haven't got that kind of brain, which I definitely haven't, oh, for that either. kind of information. <laughs> and, uh, I remember when I was learning to drive, I found it difficult enough. It was the reversing round a corner bit where you, if I, even now, if I stop to think about it and left and right, and w I would get it, I just have to do it <laughs> yes. instinctively and exactly. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I can't imagine having to reset my test. It's why I'm quite careful about points, actually. Yeah. But um, I did have to change my license for a French, to French one because I got done for speeding by a very, very unpleasant gendarme who got really angry because he came round the um, passenger side of the car because was, I was in a right-hand drive at the time. And it was funny. And the young female policewoman who was with him got the giggles. And he was so outraged. His dignity was outraged. He said to me, Madame, why have you, got, why have you not changed your, your licence for a French one? And this is pre-Brexit. And I said, well, I didn't need to. I'm entitled to drive with this license and he said ha well you need to change it now <laughs> I know <laughs> not a good experience no it wasn't but in hindsight it was a good thing actually in hindsight although it was a pain in the ass at the time because it was back in the day when you could still do it at the prefecture and it was pre-Brexit so I didn't have to wait for ages and deal with the backlog and everything else and now I think everybody has to do it online isn't that yeah through the ants uh site so yeah. 
It, it, it depends if you uh, it depends if your techno technology challenged or, or not. Uh, <laughs> if you're good with the computer, then it's very good. But um, I know that typically I ask for my daughter's passport, and uh, sometimes just the questions and or the site doesn't work or. Sometimes it's better like it was at the prefecture. The, the, yeah, yeah, I think there's yeah. a lot to be said for being able to speak to somebody face to face sometimes. Yeah, it's easier. It's easier. Yeah, when you get into those sort of computer says no loops, it's very, very tricky. And you're all on your own. So if you have any questions, uh, there's no one to, to ask. And if you do ask a question online, you might get the, re the response uh, one week later. So yeah, yeah, yeah no, we imported. Um, a horse box, well, a trailer, um, about three years ago, and that was complicated because it had originally, it had come from the UK, ended up in France, never been imported, never been registered. The people that brought it over were actually ex-UK policemen, so they should have known better. Mm -hmm. um, and then I had to get paperwork for it from Germany. Wow to then re-import it and register it. And I did get it all kind of totally legitimate and blah, blah, blah. And the final sticking thing was the Ants website where it was just some stupid little box or something somewhere that we hadn't ticked or hadn't, you know, gotten down to the bottom of the page or something. And it just blocked the whole process for weeks until we worked out exactly what was going on. But all done now. Perhaps my car raise. <laughs> I have a legitimate and legal horse box. Perfect. The fact that it's stuck in the mud at the moment due to the ah, torrential yeah. rain, that's another story. But yes. uh, anyway. So um, anything else that I think that I should be asking you about car insurance? That what, what you talk to people every day, so what normally comes up? Uh, what normally comes up is... Uh, so many questions. <laughs> so many questions. No, the, the main thing is really the permit. Um, uh, that's one of the main questions, the breakdown coverage, like I explained. Um, I think that maybe um, some people are uneasy with the language barrier also because when they call um, the assistance in case of a breakdown or um, an accident, um, sometimes they're panicked. So you don't necessarily fall with somebody who speaks uh, English and sometimes that is difficult. So we are here for them uh, to be able to, even if we have to talk to the garage or, or do things like that. and. They just have to realize, the clients just have to realize that it's really, um, it's much, much, much easier than it seems. And um, there's no reason to be stressed for this at all. All right. Well, that's good to know. And I think that's also a very, very good point to make that breaking down is always stressful. Yes. Because it's either you're late or you're in the middle of nowhere or you've got small children with you or you're worrying about something. Nobody ever breaks down and thinks great I've broken down <laughs> so it's it's bound to be stressful and then I know on the occasions when I've broken down that level of stress does impact on your ability to communicate exactly. in a foreign language and it's really good to know that you've got an English speaking person that can contact garages for you if necessarily and can hold your hand a bit in that situation exactly exactly all right so if people having heard this think are thinking right actually I'd rather speak to Nanny about my car insurance than try and battle through on my own. How do they get in touch with you? They just connect uh, they first to, to, to request a quote online at fabfrenchinsurance.com. 
um, this will generate automatically a questionnaire that I receive and um, we will work on this and then you can mem you can even actually schedule a call to, to, to talk about your situation if it's something in particular that you, you needed to ask that was uh, that's far-fetched. Um, we've heard everything and um, I'd be happy to help. All right, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. And thank, thank you. you for your time today. Thank you so much. Not at all. Thanks. Bye-bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, and I really hope you have, then please do spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your colleagues, tell your neighbours, tell anyone you think might be interested. And please do follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps others to find us and we really appreciate it. France Made Simple is sponsored by Fab French Insurance, who will make your life as simple as Frenchly possible.